you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks and just so hopeful that God is blessing you today, holding you in his arms and taking care of you. We're thankful for our Lord and Savior Jesus. We're thankful that Brother Kevin is with us from Milwaukee and uh, good morning, Kevin. Good morning from the uh, capital of the uh, alcohol industry, but I'm so thankful that uh, we can walk in in uh, a different kind of spirit than the spirits. So that's what we're trying to do even tonight with the chapter of Wounded Spirits. Yeah. So folks, you want to make sure you're part of that. Kevin had a great opportunity uh, to be on BCY radio. They just broadcast all over the Western part of the country, maybe even over here and, and God's blessing that. And if you know of a radio station or something that we can go on, let us know. And uh, they've started a group right there in Milwaukee. So if you know somebody who really could benefit from that there in Milwaukee, or if you want to get a group going, uh, uh, Kevin is our chapter leader and director there, and he'll help you get a chapter going in your church. He'll help you get going. He stayed right there in Milwaukee over the last week and a half or so, just helping the group get going. And and folks, I want to remind you of Bemidji, Minnesota. The first full week of October, we find ourselves in Bemidji, Minnesota. There's going to be a PTSD camp there, and I, I want to guarantee a couple things. It'll be the best food you've ever had at a camp, and I, I'm not saying that to cast any shadows upon any other camp we've ever been to or you've been to i've just never seen people show up with chefs at a camp and uh, that's what they do that food up there will change your life october 2nd through 6th if you need more information you can find it out there on woundedspirits.com get a hold of jeff meyer he's our point of contact out there he'd love to help you on that we want to see you folks out in bemidji minnesota almost on the canadian border up there and uh not too far from uh everything cool right there on bemidji lake the beginning are you ready for this of the great mississippi river so make sure you come out there and you you're part of that you want to see that we want to have you we want you to be part of that so kevin as we move forward and look at the questions i think you have this friday morning question nailed but what was matthew uh what was his occupation he was a tax collector. He was a tax collector. There we go. So, so Kevin came out of here this week and uh, with a passing grade, and I think it would have been better than I had done. And uh, today, what I would have done, I think uh, today. So we always look at these words that affect folks with PTSD, post-traumatic stress. Uh, some people say it's a disorder, and I probably have a few disorders, to be honest with you. I, I'd hate for people to sit around and count them, but I would be definitely a study in any psychology class I promise you that but talking about godly relationships relationships are so important that as we navigate our way uh, through PTSD through depression through things we've been through separation people hurting us people being knuckleheads things not going great uh, we come along and we we have to look at relationships we we looked at apathy this week we looked at being empath or having empathy we we talked about being sober-minded yesterday we speak about unity and, and now we're talking and through all this 
God provides us with godly relationships, and and we got to be not deceived. The Bible says over in First Corinthians fifteen thirty three, evil communications corrupt good manners. And there's so many places we can go on this, and uh, but the Bible reminds us in First Corinthians thirteen, the great chapter on love, charity, meaning love. Charity is an old word for love. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemingly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in inequity, but rejoiceth in truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. So the Bible goes on here in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7, and it's saying, hey, love is, uh, love suffers a long time. Boy, just having true love for somebody is patience, it's long-suffering, it's being kind when you don't feel like being kind. Uh, it's, it's when you feel like being a knucklehead, being kind. Uh, you don't envy that. You, you celebrate with people. We talked about that earlier in the week. We, we weep with those who weep. We rejoice with those who rejoice. We don't need to puff ourselves up, vaunt at ourselves, be arrogant, be haughty. Uh, we don't behave ourselves unseemingly. We don't seeketh our own things, but we look at others. We rejoice not in inequity, but we rejoice in God's truth and people who are truthful. So when we look at relationships, we look at relationships through the lens of what God sees. And God is love, Kevin. And that's what a godly relationship should look like. Yeah, no, it's a very good, such a good topic. Godly relationships. So when you're going through trauma, you are very vulnerable, right? And vulner, the vulnerability is is to to other people. You know, you're vulnerable to be hurt by someone. You're vulnerable to be love bombed, or or basically a predator can come and take advantage of you. I mean, so many girls find themselves in a bad place, you know, whether in a, in a, in a trafficking situation, uh, prostitution type situation because of trauma, guys become gang members and girls because of the, um, the, the trauma that they've gone through. But, you know, the Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 63, I am a companion of all them that fear thee and that keep thy precepts and companion means i'm in association with people i hang out with people i'm united with people and when we are going through a hard time it's our outcome of that is going to either we're going to land on our feet if we surround ourselves the best we can with good companions you're going to have people that chime in on you know like job's friends how in the world he kept his sanity and his you know and his godliness through that and got into dealing with him some stuff he got a little self-defensive but the fact is that you know his uh, his friends they showed up and we're going to have these detractors but i'm a companion of them that fear these so someone says man just make sure you just only hang out with and and they'll you know and they'll have a definite a very strict definition but really i love the principle behind this them that fear thee and to keep thy precepts if someone does not have a fear of god in other words you and that individual should be able to gather around the word of god with a fearfulness that says you know what but if if you say to 
to your people that are in your life, to your associates, uh, the, the people you choose to associate with, not on a business level, what I'm talking about on a, on a friend level and a relationship level. And, and you say, you know what? I, I, I can't get past that this is what the Bible says. If they don't acknowledge that you say, I can't get past this, and they want you to get over it, they want you to get over your fear of God, wrong people. Yeah. You need to you need to get out of that circle quickly. And I've got scripture for that, Doug. It's really helped me uh, in Matthew 540. And they laughed him to scorn. But okay, so what happened is a someone was there was a family in trauma. Father, mother lost her 12-year-old child, 12-year-old girl. And they said, Jesus, please come and help us. Jesus came and he found people crying and and they were paid mourners. And when Jesus said, hey, don't weep, the, the damsel's alive, they laughed him to scorn. This is what it says. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father, mother, the damsel, and them that were with him, and entereth in where the damsel was lying. So he took Peter, James, and John, I think, is who it was. Jesus, Peter, James, John, four people that were godly, that feared God, went in, and a miracle took place, and that child came back to life. But they had to put out the scorners. Worst crowd to hang out with if you're going through trauma is people that scorn or make fun of or get snarky about faith. And they try to point out that really you you um, you were wrong to exercise such childlike faith. It's one it's one thing to come up and say, yeah, you know, that 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 guy there was actually a predator and he messed you over. And I know you believed in him, but let's go forward. But but if they undermine your faith get away from them that's not that's not where you need to be get out of that circle put put them all out and go with those that know god the peter the james and the john father and mother the damsel those that really cared get rid of the paid crying people get rid of the scorners and uh, and let's get some godly relationships going man that's so good it reminds me of the great american poet Elvis Presley, who said, only fools <laughs> rush in. And so, folks, be careful. Let love be without dissimulation, actually meaning hypocrisy. Abhor, get away from, hide, run. That which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. God's word is clear. Godly relationships, they bring honor and glory to God. And love goes both ways. It's not about one person holding up all the love. And I'm glad, Kevin, that you talked about some of those hard issues. And, folks, it's so important that when you're coming back and you're coming out of the terrible things in life, the knuckleheads in life, that you do godly relationships because it's so easy to fall. It's so easy. Folks, we'll be right back with you. Hang with us. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Yeah, wise men say... Only fools rush in. I think that's what Elvis said. But <laughs> folks, we find ourselves. I, I can't help it. Every time I see that hound dog, it just messes me up. There's, there's a lot of validity to his words there. But 
I think as we go through and we look at the life of Christ and we move forward and we just had a great conversation, I think, and, and talk about godly relationships. As we move forward, uh, we find ourselves in the book of John, chapter 10, starting in verse 19, going through 23 today. There was division, therefore, again, among the Jews for these sayings. So the Pharisees are going to show up. The knuckleheads are coming. And many of them said, we have a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, these are not the words of him that have it the devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And it was Jerusalem, the feast of dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. And so, again, you know, when God shows up, the, the demons in people, let me tell you, folks, the spirit inside of you, the Holy Spirit, can set off demons and knuckleheads. Make no mistake mm. about it. That's the, yep. we call that the narcissistic warning system. The NWS, <laughs> write that down. That's the Holy Spirit of God saying, beep, 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 knucklehead. Mm. That's when your spirit that you carry that belongs to your Savior, uh, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, it can set off things. It's going to cause division. It's going to cause controversy. The Pharisees are freaking out. They're going to lose some ratings in their TV shows and going to mm. have to buy smaller jets. And, 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 and many of them said, he hath the devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? So, again, people are wanting to say the right things in front of the Pharisee. People are going to be negative. Uh, the narcissistic warning system is going on. The NWS is going off, and and uh, and others said these are not the words of him that hath the devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And and once again, they're saying we don't think so. We're not buying it. There's always good people around. There's always those. And uh, and then old Jesus walks in. But I'm I'm telling you, Kevin, as we look at this, we got to remember in these godly relationships and stuff. When the warning system goes off, you leave the area as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Now that's 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 where we're at. Um, praise God for that Holy Spirit with the NWS. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I got to tell you this. So you mentioned Elvis, and I'm not sure if it has anything to do with the passage of scripture, <laughs> but, but this is it's it's ironic that uh, two days ago we I was with my my uh, one of my daughters and her kids, and we went up to a amusement park in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's called the Bay uh, Bay something park and um, Bayview or something park, but Bay Beach Park. And it's right on Lake Michigan, beautiful place. Not a, it's not, you know, it's not as obviously a Disney World crawling with a bunch of rides, but it's got, hey, it had the roller coaster Amen. that used to be in, a, in another state, a wooden roller coaster. It's a good roller coaster. It, it snapped your neck and did all the good stuff <laughs> it's supposed to do, dislocated various vertebra and, and, and cracked ribs. But, but here's the thing. Um, the, uh, Elvis Presley wrote it. So he rented it all night. He and his gang rented it all night, uh, about four days before he died. And he rode the roller coaster over and over and over, solid for over two hours, rode this roller coaster. And the point that I get about trauma from this is that 
um, here's a guy, he needs a pill to get up. He needs a pill to go to sleep. Life is just not going well for him. He's not happy. He's, he's overweight. There's just, just a lot of stuff. I mean, with the fame comes loneliness and the man died traumatized in his bathroom. And I remember very, you know, very, well, I remember where I was when I heard about it as a kid, cause my mother was a big fan of him, but it's sad that someone of his fame ended up being, you know, just kind of, uh, trying to get a high, any cortisol, any uh, adrenaline rush, any dopamine rush that could come from riding a roller coaster. And it is fun to ride, but when everything's burnt out because of all of the the substances and all the fame and fortune, you know, the devil do that. He'll burn us out to the point that we have to get our joy from a roller coaster. And not that riding a roller coaster was wrong. I might do the same thing if I was in the throes of grief. But, um, you know, I, I say that to say, if you're listening to this and you're just feeling like, man, I feel like him burnt out. I'm just burned out on life. You know, and and just trying to get any rush. This is what we're talking about. This is why we're in the Word of God here for you. And um, it's interesting that here this man, uh, Jesus, this Savior, Jesus Christ, comes and causes, like Doug said, you, Doug, you talked about division. Many said he had the devil and is mad. And the narcissist, as you said, then immediately put put it into um, hardball, and uh, they said, "Well, if if there's a bunch, if half the crowd is still going to vote for this guy, then we're going to have to go, you know, outside of the realm of truth. The ends justifies the mean means. We don't want to lose our kingdom to the Romans. That's what they thought." At least that's what they said. And so they started playing dirty pool with with uh, the crowd until finally they suborned witnesses and paid people off and did all kind of nonsense to try to uh, stop their opposition that, w- that was – they felt was up uh, upstaging them in their, uh, in their narcissistic fantasy world. But, you know, there was still people that said – uh, how can he have a devil? How can the devil open the eyes of someone who's blind? And and I want to tell you, um, my Savior opened my spiritual eyes one day. And once you start seeing, you can't unsee. And knowing that I now see myself for who I am, a sinner, worthless, but precious in the eyes of God, I would want no other view. He opened my eyes. Once and I now see a Savior so wonderful that he died for my sin, I cannot unsee that Savior, and I cannot de- deny him. And now that I see a world that's lost and dying, I cannot see Hollywood with the same eyes I used to. I cannot see the nonsense with the same eyes. I'm seeing people. I'm seeing a desperate need, uh, Doug, for what we're trying to get done here, and that's reach the Elvises, reach the people that are are chasing after something but not finding it, and they're going to end up uh, losing. Yeah, that's so good. And, 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 you know, Jesus shows up and it's Hanukkah. There's Hanukkah going on. You know, they're celebrating uh, uh, persecutions and winning out on the Maccabean revolt and uh, rededication of the temple a second time and all these celebrations about religious folks and religion. And they can't see beyond that. And, you know, when we're in ungodly relationships, when it's about a man, when it's about something in life other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, the trees are in the way of the forest. 
and we get off and we get messed up. And what's going on is you have two groups of people out here and they're, you know, they're looking around. You, you have a group of people that's skeptical and, and they're looking at it through the lens of, of these cults and being pharisaical and, and all those type of things, what they want, not what God delivers. And, and friends, I want to warn you about that today. I've been there. And I think Kevin, being honest, would say me too, where I've looked yeah. at things through the wrong lens. Yep. So somehow look through things through God's lens. And one of the way to ensure you do that is uh, really we talked about being sober-minded, having unity with other godly believers, and then today talking about this godly relationship. It's having someone else that doesn't have the trees in their way, having someone else that's in the Word of God, having people in your life that are godly. Boy, they can change everything. Folks, it's, it's always an honor when we get to go through a week with you, and we've talked about so many things, and, and y'all got a little lesson on Elvis riding that roller coaster. That messes me up, and, <laughs> and it says, take my hand, take my whole life too, for I can't help falling in love with you. Folks, listen, we hope you have a great, great weekend. And uh, hey. rest assured, we're praying for you. Uh, please pray for us. We've just wrapped up, and we're going to be going to Bemidji here in a few weeks, and we'd love to take you with us. May God bless you. And hey, when you go out today, wear that smile that only God can give you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.